Is It Transphobic? will be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic? will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Is it transphobic listeners? This is Ashley Lauren Rogers, and let's talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, there was supposed to be a brand new episode, this episode that I am putting out to you now, a uh, couple weeks ago. I'm pretty late on this deadline, and part of that is because mostly for good reasons. Uh, the the best reason being that I got to perform my one-person show Pass Fail in front of audiences in Cincinnati, Ohio, Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, And there's a lot of other good things in the works. Uh, I've got a public reading of my new play, uh, Chasing the Ghost, happening at the Judson for uh, Magic Time. And I'll have more details on that in a few. And also, the Trans Theater Fest is going to be hosting a production of my show, Oddity, which is going to be directed by contributor Ariel Mailer, uh, as well as starring is a transphobic contributor, Kelsey Jefferson Barrett. So I've got a lot of things in the works, and that's no excuse for not putting out material, but I kind of started thinking about what this show is and what this show means, and ultimately, especially with this episode, I had such a hard time sitting down to edit it, and the episode is great. I think we have a blast, I think we have a fun time doing it, but It gets heavy on a lot of my contributors to push a lot of pieces that just, quite frankly, are transphobic. And particularly in the case of this episode, where we're covering four episodes from seasons 9 and 10 uh, of South Park, we're covering the early stages of the original Mrs. Garrison arc, and it's just rough. So... I want to acknowledge that I've not been here for the show, and I hope that you will understand, uh, especially where, as the sole producer and editor of the show, it can be tough. Another thing that I started toying with was the idea of adding in clips from the episode, which uh, I, I don't know how that's working. It's definitely adds to the editing time by about twofold, so it's twice the time it would normally take to edit a regular video, so that has been a uh, challenge. Uh, I think it's something that I would like to continue to do moving forward, but it's something that I have made the decision that this, since this episode is already so late, I just don't have the ability to do that. Uh, so we're just giving you the regular uh, contributor mode right here. Uh, that said, Another major change is I've sped up our audio. I started doing it last week, and I'm doing it again this week just to see. Ultimately, it's it's tough to justify a two-hour presentation. It's it's hard enough to justify an hour-and-a-half podcast. So I think that it's a good idea all around, but, you know, if it's driving you up a wall, if you're listening and you're just like, oh, my gosh, these people sound like chipmunks, why don't they calm down? 
they sound like they are just on speed. They sound like they need to cut down on their coffee. Uh, talk to me. I'm, I'm listening, is basically what I'm saying. Uh, but that said, that's no excuse. I'm going to try and keep putting things out, uh, figure out maybe throughout some of the summer I might take a little bit of time off in August. Uh, but from June through July, I want to play with the format of the show a bit. I want to do something new. I want to focus on pieces that are being made. And as such, I'm going to focus June into July on promoting heavily for the Trans Theater Fest at The Brick in Brooklyn. So I've reached out to a number of folks who are producers there. We're going to try and have interviews with actors. We're going to try and hopefully have some snippets from the shows. Uh, so there's going to be some really interesting stuff going on throughout the coming months. It just might be a little different from the straight up movie and television show review style that we do. Uh, and I'm curious about your feedback. I'm curious to hear what you have to say. I'm curious about what you... I just want to hear from you. So feel free to leave us any kind of comments in the SoundCloud page for uh, this episode and previous episodes, as well as as they're coming up, just what, what you have to say. Uh, but yeah, I think part of the work and part of bringing things up and asking is it transphobic is to uplift a number of pieces that maybe people wouldn't know about. So hopefully by focusing a lot on the Trans Theater Fest, we can do that. Uh, and there might be a couple of surprises that have nothing to do with the Trans Theater Fest. What's kind of fantastic about New York right now uh, is there are three different festivals going on, uh, including Hot Fest at Dixon Place, uh, as well as, um, I'll have to research it, but I know that there's another trans and queer theater festival. I think the Fresh Fruit Festival is going on during this summer as well. So there's a lot of new works happening it's just a matter of learning about when they're coming up and uh, trying to support. So I think being able to give us a voice and uh, with all hopes, me bringing that voice up and such, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe this is part of the work. I just need to take a couple of months to focus on new work. So I hope you enjoy. Uh, sorry for rambling a bit, but yeah, here is... A very, very pissed off Ian <laughs> yelling at me in a friendly but very serious manner uh, about the horrible four episodes I forced all of my contributors to watch. Normally, I, I would start the show by saying that you're entering a world of something, 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 but uh, I think it's just more beneficial to just say we're entering South Park, Colorado. Uh, Foul-mouthed children and horrifying everything else to follow. His more animation and white mediocrity. Thank you. Wow. I'm pretty sure that's their subtitle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I'm the creator and producer of this podcast, and I use she, her pronouns. And today I'm being joined by... Hi, I'm Vivian Allerton. I am a musician, actor, writer person, and I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Bear. I'm an actor and model person, and I use they, them pronouns. Hi, I'm Ian Field Stewart. I'm a black, queer, gender non-conforming storyteller working at the intersection of theater and activism. I use they, them, their pronouns. Awesome. Uh, so I first want to apologize to yeah. the three of you. Yo, it's a big <laughs> yeah, necessary. And big I apology. will promise that whatever media you look at next, it will be at the very least artistically stimulating, even if it happens to be transphobic. Yeah, okay. A <laughs> I, will, I will try. <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard, but like. <laughs> You'd think so. I mean, as much as I'm a glutton for punishment, <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah. 
so we in this session are looking at the uh, the big ones from old school South Park. Uh, we are looking at the beginning of the Mrs. Garrison cycle, mm -hmm. which lasted for I believe about five seasons, oh, maybe good. four or five. How did it end? Uh, literally, she, we transitioned into. Yeah, they did. transition. She's Mr. Garrison. Or they are Mr. Garrison right now in South Park timeline. Mm -hmm. They are back to being Mr. Garrison. So uh, yeah, we we yeah. covered Garrison's. <laughs> detransition in uh, the first set that we, we discussed, and it was basically they found that they could grow an ear on a mouse, and so Garrison said, can you grow a penis on a mouse? Oh, so they did, I and then they chased the penis good. mouse around, and uh, then Hilarious. Garrison is now Mr. Garrison again. You should have filmed this episode. It would have been really funny. My face is not pleased. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. Yeah, no, this, uh, between, between this and pulling you a little bit out of your comfort zone for Goldust, yeah. the last one. Yeah, Ian, yeah this yeah. has been great. <laughs> <laughs> Although Paula was wonderful, so I have no yeah. issues about that. But. Okay. But yeah. Really? Really? But I tell you what, I tell you what, here. The next you one. You took her story away from me? I'm bitter. I tried. I take it away. You took it away. And I, I am bitter still. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't make that one either, but. I know. Everyone but Ian was invited to her story, and no one could be Literally bitter. So bitter. Sent <laughs> <laughs> an email that said, her story must be there. Don't care about anything else. Just want to be there. Wasn't giving her story. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say about that. But it's fine. <laughs> I'm just dragging you in public. That's all. Yes. You want to talk about South Park now? Let's go. It should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. I, I would say that, uh, Ian, I'll give you the next choice of what you want to do, but I'm pretty sure you just scream her story at me. Yeah! It's <laughs> probably her story. That's what I want to do next. Kids from the audience, I haven't had much sleep, and I haven't had much food to eat today, so... Good luck! South Park! Sounds fun. Let's do it. Yeah! Oh my god! Wasn't that... New fancy vagina. What fun! So listen, it had such a great message that even if you're a horrible freak, you can... Oh, it was great. Uh, I can't even finish it. Was there a message? Did I miss it? Yeah, because at the end, at the end, Miss Garrison was like, "Oh, well, like I guess I'll be okay, even though I'm a horrible, disgusting freak." I'm like, "Thanks, thanks a lot." Cool story. The message was: be mediocre, be white, be cis, and have construction paper, and you can have your own show for twenty fucking seasons. Twenty-one. There we go. The twenty-first season. The last one was the twentieth, so they're they're on a yeah, they're gonna start a twenty-first one. Oh, good. Soon, yeah, yeah. All right. So, who wants to? Give us an synopsis of Mr. Garrison's fancy I mean, new vagina. I can absolutely do it unless you. Okay. So, so they blurred together for Baron. Yeah. They but, all uh, kind yeah. Just... I got this. All right. All right. Uh, first episode of season nine, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What a, yeah. What a, I can't say great because that makes me feel like I'm taking poison like actively. Um, but okay, cool. Uh, fun start to season nine where um, Mr. It opens uh, with Mr. Mr. Garrison in the medical, in, in the um, medical procedure. In the medical procedure where uh, he has. Um, Sexual reassignment surgery. Uh, with actual footage. With of actual footage, which, like, I had surgery. to not look at because I can't look at grotesque medical footage. I legitimately um, was writing notes and just not looking up because I. And I tried to just. And to be fair, audience, uh, I did warn my contributors. It's true. It's this true. was going we to happen. Told. But you were told. And I still wasn't as prepared, yeah. but we were told. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and not to cut you off, but also specifically, it was said by the doctor, I think if people saw how this procedure went on, they would know how perfectly natural it is, is the exact quote. But uh, Which, that was like the one moment where I was like, did Ashley actually slip a South Park episode to me that was going to be even slightly acceptable? No. <laughs> I was like, is oh, this actually a message? Is this actually meant to be something? No. And then it was, it, it, I mean, I mean I think, so fast went down. I think that line was supposed to be a joke, too. Yeah, like, it was. I think it was supposed to be like, lol, just kidding, trans people are weird. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I found that one out pretty darn quickly. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah sorry, didn't Which, like, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, like, it happens, and, like, I wouldn't call myself an expert on <laughs> surgery, but, like, <laughs> you're not conscious during that. No, I don't I know that far. But, like, I guess it's a South Park conceit that nothing hurts nearly as badly in South Park as, like... Because, like, historically, throughout all of the seasons of South Park that I have seen, because I was a problem when I was a child, um, <laughs> um, 
like, they do that. Like, people will get, like, shot and be like, oh, no, that hurts, and then, like, walk around like nothing's... You know, like, it's all gory and it's all ridiculous, but, like... So, fine, whatever. He has it, and then, like, he immediately just, like, runs around like, ha-ha! I am a woman now! And, like, this, like, blunders through, like, heteronormative, like, cisnormative female things like a giant elephant. Just like, oh! Women, right? And it's like, okay, fine. Not fine, but... Cool. Uh, and then because of... Oh my god, I forgot how much of a train wreck this episode is. Um, and then because of that, uh, one of the other characters, Kyle, was like, oh, cool, I want to be a black man. And I'm like, okay. So how do you play basketball, that though? Like, that was the main point. It was that. at that point in the episode that I asked, did Rachel Dolezal co-produce <laughs> Okay, <laughs> see, that was the thing. Kyle was dolezal before Dolezal was Dolezal. That's the thing. Like, well, during, I guess, but before it was yeah. yeah. My, my right. partner and I, we stopped and we were like, we were like when was this? 2005. We were like, did they coin the term transracial? No. And we were like, yeah. no, it's not, because it used to mean... It means something else. It still else. means. It okay. still means something else. <laughs> right. Nope. Let's yeah. Let's let's get going. Oh, we are going to get into the it's meat of that mess. one. Let yes. me tell you something. Please continue with this analysis. Oh, okay, fine. So then that happens, and everybody's freaked out about it because uh, that is a bridge too far. Um, and then Kyle's dad mm -hmm. decides to be a dolphin. Correct. Mm -hmm. And then shenanigans happens loosely. Um, where centered around the message that the surgeon who did all three of these surgeries, because there's one surgeon doing all three of these surgeries, that's how it works. Um, is like, oh no, I only made you look like this, this, but you're not actually this. Which like, thanks also, like fuck Ooh, you, buddy. Right. Um, wow, wow, wow. Yep. And then the message was, we have to put everybody back together, like back the way they were, because it's just better to be what your body was. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> I had to take a break after watching that one episode and be like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> incredibly violent. Let's just jump into this real quick, because we're, I don't want to spend too much more of the fucking time on this. Transphobic audience and everyone listening, please listen up. Transracial is a term that applies to those who are adopted, people of color who are adopted into white families or vice versa. This term has been co-opted by Rachel Dolezal and white people who don't pay attention. Um, and it does not mean that you are trapped in the wrong, in the wrong race. That doesn't exist. So... Let's not even do this. Rachel has already, Rachel Dolores Juice and her ass has already been out here in these streets talking about how I think it's easier to be transgender than transracial these days. And it has already made me want to throttle her and I've tried to avoid her with every fiber of my being and yet she still finds a way to get to me through other podcasts and things. So we're not going to get into it. Transracial is not a thing that applies in this situation. This is just racism. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. That's all I want to say because I cannot spend too much time on that otherwise like, I actually want to like the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. The other, uh, and I, I do feel like we could probably spend most of the podcast just talking on this episode. I debated just doing this episode, but there was so much in the Mrs. Garrison arc that I didn't want to let up on, but but let's let's hang out in this episode for a little bit longer as well. Uh, specifically, Mrs. Garrison says that she is not uh, that when she finds out that she can't have an abortion because she can't get pregnant, that's when she re that's when she quote unquote realizes, well, then I'm not really a woman. Yeah, that whole yeah. that whole part where like she's running around being a woman and all she's talking about is periods and tampons. And bullshit and made me really angry, and then and once she got to the abortion clinic, I was like, oh wow, we really went there. And like I, like the way the words she was, I can't remember what she said, but like she used a lot of vile words to describe yeah. abortion, and like it's just not not what you want to do, like. Oh yeah, she was the fabulous phrase of like, oh, are you gonna scramble the brains, or are you just yeah. gonna suck it out? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Like, and she was so disappointed that she wouldn't be able to do that. And I was like, oh, good, because all any woman wants is to have an abortion. It's our favorite thing. Like the, the episode was just this incredibly violent and strange uh, manifestation of of. Like the most intensely misogynistic ideas of womanhood mm. that get translated through the body of a trans woman, and it was just the most vile thing I've honestly mm. ever seen. I actually look because I looked up because 
I keep on talking about white mediocrity, and I know that that makes a lot of people uncomfortable, and I don't care. <laughs> but I looked up, I was like, okay, so what exactly are the credits of the people creating this? I was actually, I, was, I went to IMDb, and I looked up. The oh, people in charge of this episode in particular were um, Trey Parker mm-hmm. and Brian, Gar- is Brian Garden, I believe, are the two who are usually, yeah, Trey Parker and Brian Garden are the, are, yeah, Graydon, Graydon, sorry, are the people who are usually producing this work. The other things that these, they, they both worked on the same, excuse me, same project, essentially, they basically have the same career. And the other thing they've done besides South Park include Team America, That's My Bush, The Spirit of Christmas, American... Art story, something like that, Carn- Cannibal, the musical, yeah. and so, uh, other things. So essentially, I was like, okay, so essentially, they've only worked in this avenue. They've only right. been doing this for the past twenty years. That's all they've really done. That's all they've really contributed. Then I looked up and I found out for this episode, it's actually also further developed by Matt Stone, yeah. who produces queer material on yeah. Logo. And I just sat, I mean, all white, Wait, all white. He, he, he produces all the, he produces like a shit ton of queer material on Logo, like Finding really? Prince Charming, um, what are some other things he's done? I, if you look it up, yeah, like a shit ton of the, the of things on Logo are produced by him. Awesome, yeah. And so I just sat oh. there in my feelings of like, so not only was this episode, like, so if you brought in a queer person, but you brought in a queer person who basically co-signed on all of this material, and this is a great example to me of the ways in which, like, this LGBTQ umbrella that we've created is being led, or at least power is being given to cis white gays, and they are still perpetuating the same violence against women of all, all experiences. Yeah. I just, I do want to do a quick logic check only because I know it's always credited as Trey Parker and Matt Stone being yeah. ones that mm-hmm. created specifically South Park Campbell musical and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is, like, could we, like, just quickly do a, a quick look up on whether, uh, was it Brian Graydon? Uh, no, Brian, oh, wait, was it, I thought it was Matt, maybe, maybe I mixed up the names. Maybe, okay. maybe it's Matt Stone and Trey Parker who are the ones who usually do, the, who usually yeah, do South Park, and then Brian Graydon was the new one. Okay, because maybe I feel like was. exactly what you're saying is 100% true, but I just, I'm, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. I, might, I might have gotten those names mixed up when okay. I wrote down. It was very early in the morning, yeah. I was tired of this bullshit. I actually like a lot of stuff that Matt and Trey have done. A lot of their, like, Book of Mormon is one of my favorite shows. Um, a lot of their, like, really early, stupid musicals um, that, like, no one knows of are funny. But South Park isn't funny, and it's so, like, and, I mean, Book of Mormon's offensive, too, but it's still tasteful somehow. Like, I mean, <laughs> I guess tasteful is not the right word. But Well, I think it's because somehow people love to remember all of, like, the more innocuous, like, funny things about Book of Mormon. Like, haha, make fun of, like, this kind of horrifying white religion, which which I'm on board with, but that's also the same musical where they really don't do anything in... Which country was it? Was it Uganda? It was Uganda, wasn't it? Yeah, they... That no, was not course. And, and, I, and I mean, they're, like, casting actors of color to, like, basically be modern-day, like, you know, just like, hey, Manson, how's it going? Like, it's, it's all... Yes. Like, it's all bullshit. Yeah. Also, yeah, you did switch the two names. I did switch, I did switch the two names. Sorry, yeah. sorry, please go back and listen and then get the right ones yeah. in the place. Um, I just... No, like, to me, I was just like, they're, they're material... Like, okay, so they've created material that, like, some people can laugh at that's, like, funny or whatever, but hmm. it's... To, in my eyes, they haven't done anything to me that seems radical, revolutionary, no. or in any way worthy of like the amount of praise or resources that they are provided with, and the amount no. of access they're given to, like, and the amount of access they're given to speak about people's experiences. Hmm. And I just don't. I, ugh, gross. Honestly, I've been better that um, this recording session happened after the season nineteen yeah. recording session because see, uh, at first I wanted to go chronologically, and then just because of schedules that didn't happen, but I'm actually kind of happier that it's working out this way. You know, as as because season nine, it's. We'll get back to that because I, I do want to check in yeah. since you you've seen the early into the late, so you you can also kind of talk about like what you've seen change in the way that they go about things. But uh, let's let's kind of just hang out here for for yeah, at least sorry, a little bit longer. Yeah, um, I I have to say the only thing that got a genuine laugh out of me in this episode was when uh, Gerald Braslovsky busted into the doctor's office and said, "Who the hell do you think you are, Doctor Biber?" That was amazing. Like that was, that was a funny joke. Like, yeah. that, that got a that congratulations. You had a funny. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. single funny. No, because because no, the entire rest of the the entire episode was just like everything about it was like it. it Use so much vile and violent language, uh, specifically the uh, I'm not really a woman, I'm mm. just a guy with a mutilated penis. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, like, yeah. go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and what, uh, what was the other thing that really kind of like set me off on that? There was, um, uh, yeah, no. Vaginoplasty and Negroplasty were really great. Yeah, yeah. those were good words. Yeah. Also, the fact that like part of the Negroplasty was the penis. I'm like, why are cis right. so obsessed with black dicks? I yeah. really need them to get over it. It's got to stop. Please. It's out of control. It's really out of control. Yeah. I mean, even without all the horrible, violent language and everything that's going on, the idea that they were conflating. Transness to 
whatever you want to call what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the dolphin thing, the fact that they were saying these are all the same thing, that's what really pissed me off about this episode was just the moral of it all is that like all three of these surgeries are equally ridiculous. And it's like, no, two of them are ridiculous. One of them you did stupidly, but like mm-hmm. that's what pissed me off. Like aside from everything else that happened in that episode, just the basic idea of it was so incredibly transphobic and infuriating. Mm-hmm. And um I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a thing. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. Um, I'm gonna do a thing where I'm gonna spend like maybe like seven seconds playing devil's advocate and then immediately crush him. Okay. okay. I'll just, I'll just watch for a moment because like it could be said. It could be said that at the end, because two of the three of the surgeries were reversed because they were not good, whatever. Um, and and then the whole Mrs. Garrison like, no, oh, I think I'm just gonna keep it. Like, there could be just to destroy the idea that there could be an argument that that means that like there's some more legitimacy to it. Hmm. I immediately disagree because. Um, <laughs> I disagree with myself. I immediately disagree with that point. I want to make sure that nobody carries this idea who's listening to this podcast that there's anything to salvage in that because the way that they work is literally like, oh, we were having so much fun having this shitty character go through this situation. We're just going to make it last a little longer to like make more shitty jokes with, yeah. which they do. I vaguely remember season nine and the following seasons with the whole Mrs. Garrison arc. Yeah. And they're literally just anytime she's around, it's like, oh, more times to say fun, gross, like, <laughs> freaky well, things. She's never gendered correctly. Yeah. Well, well except for she, only when it suits the right. story. Like they're, they 100% they tear her down again. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, in, in the same scene, a character will 100% acknowledge that she's a woman, and that she's like, yeah, this is a woman, yeah, like, no, like, a woman, and it's just like, ugh, yeah, like, yeah, or, like, Garrison will make some sort of joke about, like, oh, you're, you're a very strong woman, yeah, I've heard that, and she's like, ugh, yeah. The the one aspect, because I do want to move on from this episode, because I know that this one is, like, the, the, the worst, to be honest. This is bad. Um, no, you're about it. But the one, the one aspect that I thought was interesting was uh, Garrison's relationship to Mr. Slave. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> I never thought about all that. Yeah, because I, I think yeah. that there's a very nuanced look in there, in that they acknowledge that she's a woman and that Mr. Slade is not into women. Right. You're all like ready to descend on that. I'll, I'll let y'all take it from there. Should, but... should, should I go? Should uh... I have yeah, a lot of feelings about yeah. about, about um, my, the um, access I'm allowed to desirability because of my feminist, even as a non-binary person who mm-hmm. like doesn't isn't particularly interested in any kind of reconstructive surgery, um, or no, doesn't necessarily need that. But excuse me, as of yet, but. Uh, God. Just the, the the presence of that relationship and the presence of like this person storming out, I like women and you're no or I like men and you're no longer a man and so what like it just it was so like it's it's such a complicated and deeply painful thing mm-hmm. that I couldn't even like I was like in your hands it's not nuanced anymore because of how you created this character and because of the way that you're u- utilizing this like I do see your point as far as like okay well you know if you are like it does speak to an experience that we experience of like you know oh well, we're not allowed access to desirability anymore because um of our own sort of like finding of ourselves and, and the closer we are the closer we come to authenticity the further we get from desirability in some eyes not in, not in truth but in some eyes and the there was a reality to that but there was also such a i think there's also something to be said for the fact that this character is one literally called mr slave yeah this character is literally meant to be a subservient and this character is somehow placed up like not looking at it through the lens of an SM relationship the power should be in the in the hands of the person who is the dominatrix and the fact that that power is redistributed because of a because of a confirmation of gender and a confirmation of externalized like genitalia the fact that that is what reverses this and all of a sudden no longer like are we in, like that that speaks to me about like how how these creators are looking at um looking at body politics and looking at people in general yeah. well, and, uh, well and and also kind of on to that point especially when we're talking about uh, an SM relationship because in world this just happens it's very hard to like i think that this conversation would have been better suited prior to any surgeries right because this is literally just out of nowhere and a that's not how it works and b like if they have this kind of relationship there's got to be some sort of back and forth like if we're talking about like real bdsm culture they've got to have some sort of real relationship with one another and be able to talk to one another about these things so that they're both comfortable about it before uh progressing with their relationship and is this the first time that mr slave is introduced in the canada no. story no. no no he's yeah he's been in there yeah no he, he was i forget what season but he was introduced essentially to get garrison fired for being gay so he could sue the state so yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, it just the, the further down the rabbit hole you go. This. Isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Okay, I'm gonna try very hard. And just mm. forewarning, I'm gonna try very hard to not talk about Fifty Shades of Grey okay. while we get into this because I don't 
need that in my life right now. Yeah. Um, but that being said, um, I'd like to point out initially that uh, your point, Ian, about how they approach this topic of nuance, but it no longer has nuance because of like what they've done, essentially, um, is kind of the common unifying factor of their work historically on South Park and arguably in everything else they've done. I haven't really seen anything else they've done uh, forever. And something that we talked about in last episode of season 19, where it's like they would bring up points that actually have value, but then they have the worst take on it possible. So we have something about the negotiation of like how relationships develop when um, you when when a partner uh, goes through uh, gender affirmation, and that's a very nuanced and complicated uh, struggle. And it was reduced. I would like to point out explicitly that it was reduced to well, you have it wasn't you're a woman. It's you well, you have, have a vagina, vagina now, hmm. and I don't like vagina. Hmm. So like even even when they brush up just a little bit to a point that actually has like a depth to it, they take the absolute worst way out, yeah. and. Um, and it's really, it's it's almost debilitating in a way. Like talking about this episode, I don't know how it's been with, but it's it's debilitating. It's like it's just like every every aspect of it that they could have actually talked about. And I get that it's like what 2006 or something. 2005. 2005. Mm -hmm. But like, which is not that far that's away. Not, but not far yeah. away. Um, two. Like you can't. I I personally am sick of people being like, oh well, like as a product of its time. Like you have to understand. Like shut up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because it's just an excuse for people to be like, oh well, this horribly offensive thing doesn't count as being offensive because they didn't know any better, so we can just enjoy it. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is that it still exists in this time. Yeah. It's still available in this time. And if there's I been, watched it last it, night. Yeah. It's like, and if there's been nothing to, if there's been nothing to counteract that. If there's, like if it hasn't been brought off, it's like, like something else I'm thinking about is all of the, just the ways in which like we, like no, like you know Emily, Emily referencing this because like you know, this is a conversation that we had, you know, like, talking about, like, even the Danish girl, it's, like, how much critique that was given, and that was actually an earnest attempt to create something wildly problematic, and that we've yeah. and there's a whole episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. go, go listen to it. It's a two-part series. Um, episode, actually. Yeah. Two-part <laughs> series. Um, but the, the reality is that I don't understand why in the world of comedy, in the vein of comedy, in some kind of veil of comedy, it, it, these things are allowed, you know, because, like, you know, there, there's some people who say, oh, well, they make fun of everyone, and I'm like, not in this, like, yeah. I mean, these characters, but, like, okay, so you're making fun of black people, and literally you, you just colored in a lot of people, and all of them are silent. They never have mm -hmm. one word. Mm -hmm. And, like, and that was actually really painful for me, like, watching this, was just, like, looking at this and having to see this line of black men in sports, and there's already quite, quite a lot of, like, for me, there's a lot of complication around that, mm -hmm. and, and you're saying, grab Kyle, I can't tell which one he is, and it's just, like, and it's just, like, this series of this view of black folks, and, the, and like, one, that was in 2005. Yeah. You still said that shit, and you still, and you still got away with it, and, and it's, I just don't, I don't understand how these things are happening, I, and, and it's, it's, it's very disconcerting to me, and this is not in any way an attempt, an attempt to, like, cape for Danish Girl or any of these other things, but it's disturbing to me that earnest efforts to create something good are critiqued in the way that they should be, whereas something that's under the veil of comedy, under the veil of, it's funny, right, even though no one's laughing, you know, that yeah. this is given so much credence and so much space to just, like, flourish. Well, because if I had to, if I had to give an answer, it's not, I'm not saying that it's right, I'm saying, like, the problem is that, like, there's a lot of predominantly cis white comedians out there who the moment that they feel like their creativity is stifled because suddenly saying things or portraying things in a certain way like hurts people's feelings or whatever, like they all like go out loudly, like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Of all people, was like, oh, well, everybody's getting so PC now. Like, you suddenly can't, like, say anything, and, like, how are we supposed to have, like, a career now if we can't be funny? And it's like, one, try. Like, actually yeah, put effort. Like, you, you can... You and that's a, yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like, for, actor, for, like, actors, we would say, this isn't appropriate, so work harder, figure it out, do the work. Yeah. Why do we not say the same thing to people in comedy? Well, and, like, I love comedy. Like, comedy is my life, and, like, comedy does live on the fringe. It should be dark, it should be edgy, but it doesn't have to be offensive. Like, you can... If you actually try hard to write something, it can be dark, but it doesn't have to be offensive. I saw somewhere on the internet someone was talking about, like, gallows humor, and it's the thing about gallows humor is if you're the one on the gallows, it's gallows humor. If you're in the audience, you're part of the execution. Yeah. So if you're not the one that the joke is about, it's not a joke. It's an attack. If you're making a joke about yourself, like, 
That's, and if you're afraid to turn the lens onto yourself in the same way you turn the lens onto someone else, that's that's, right. a, that's evocative of, of your values and where you place exactly. yourself hmm. rather than on anyone else. But that's actually a really good point because, and like that point in conjunction with another point that you made is like, you know, they keep on saying, oh, well, we make, we make fun of everyone, like that's not a problem, but they never make fun of themselves. No, they don't. The, this this entire city of like, you know, white people acting ridiculous are all still sent. Each episode they come back. Right. You hmm. know, these black people that you just that you just throw onto the screen, these nameless black people, these black images that you just throw onto the screen, they're never seen again, never given a narrative, never allowed to speak for themselves. They were and, they were props. They were props. They were props, exactly. not characters. And, and that is evocative of how you see these marginalized groups. Right. They, literally, they literally had two other people. Yeah, they literally had two black characters on the show that were recurring characters. Oh, one of whom, one was Mr. Chef, Token. Yep, who is named okay. because he's the character's right. name was Token. Token. Yep, because he's a recurring character. Because it's yeah. funny, right? Ha 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 ha. We're laughing at ourselves because we know that there's a problem, but yep. we don't want to fix the problem. And then they did introduce in later seasons a black girl who. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, oh well, then all of this is just pointless. Like, well, no, I'm not. I'm definitely not arguing that. But it was, uh, they introduced a black girl who started dating Kyle, but Cartman didn't like that, so he <laughs> broke them up and got Token in here too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. This is also good. I'm so happy yeah. about everything. Why don't we... Quickly, I'm throwing a couple of things. Anti-Semitism, not okay. Racism, not okay. Ableism, not okay. The character Timmy Timmy. Wow, so not okay. Please don't. If I had more language, I would drag you more fully. But I don't have more language, and I hope that someone who does and speaks this more fully will drag you to the fullest extent, because you deserve it. Are there any other things? I mean, just like, it's just basically from top to bottom, you just tanked on this one, you deserve to be dragged fully. And I, I hope that, you know, as you lay in your bed of millions, that maybe there are a couple of thorns in there that just crack you right in the ass. So that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Next. Follow so, that egg, right? Follow that egg. Yeah. Um, Should I synopsisize it also? No. Is that my job? Uh, if, if you would like to, and if no one else wants to tackle the synopsis. What was the second one? The second one was the one where... It was an, it was an episode um, in which... Um, Mrs. Garrison assigns the class. That's uh, right. Assigns the class, like you know, the usual home ec. You know, mm -hmm. take care of an egg, and you're a part of family. Kyle is upset because his no Stan. Stan. Yeah. Yep. All the same. Stan is upset because Kyle is like you know in a project with his ex-girlfriend and confusion. Um, Mrs. Garrison then then decides that oh my goodness, I want Mr. Slave back. She goes over and finds out that Mr. Slave has moved on because well, people move on. Her reaction to this is one of logic and sense, and she decides that she's going, hearing that, that Mr. Slave is going to be married, that she's going to block gay marriage. <laughs> and then so she decides that the way that she's going to do this is through the children's assignment she creates to, um, she creates um, a situation in which Kyle and Stan are now parents of their egg, and then Bebe and Wendy, Wendy are parents of their egg. There's not even mention of their, yeah, no of their, of their egg. There was but, a wonderful throwaway line when they're like, no one cares about lesbians. Yeah, that was a lovely so, thing. That was a I think it's a nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, text, I cleaned it up. <laughs> yeah, they said that. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we reach the end, and, the con and then uh, Miss Garrison is so determined to destroy this egg that she hires a hitman, and <laughs> and generally I was exhausted by the end of it. Before we go into, like, the issues of it, has anyone ever had a school project where they had to be paired with someone an inanimate object or known someone that had this assignment? Yes. Really? It was not paired with someone. It was ourselves, and they were... And now that I'm thinking of the title, it's even more problematic. They were sugar babies. At me. And At my wife is in the room and just turned yeah. in her chair because we went to the same high school, so I'm pretty sure she was just acknowledging. Uh, <laughs> and we had sugar babies uh, where we had to buy a pound of sugar. You had to buy your own baby? Yeah, you had to buy a baby. Wow. How do you get your babies? No, <laughs> my, mother, my mother bought me and she just didn't keep the receipt. <laughs> Okay, but you were the only person I know. Really? Yeah, you were literally the only person I know that's had that as an assignment because that's been in every TV show I've ever seen. You are the first person I've ever met to have that as an assignment. I, I don't know any other human TV. being. No, that's well, amazing. I, I think someone might have done it like, in the, the 50s and then mm -hmm. they ran off with it. Yeah, like, I'm, from, I'm from the South and so there were a lot of people who had that assignment. That was really an assignment? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, because it was, it was the most popular in the 1950s and 60s and so right. I carried over through that. Also, for the podcast audience, you heard that my mother bought me. I'm a product of transracial adoption, so like, don't worry, I'm not enslaved. Thank you for clarifying. Just in case. Really don't want that. But anyway, I just like that. I guess I'm wrong because you were the first people I've ever met to know to have done that assignment because that always confused me as a child because like <laughs> deep south. Well, that, I was confused. Not necessarily wrong. So much as just like yeah, they're, they're, yeah, it's it's not super okay. popular. I was also yeah. surprised. Okay, thank for you. The, yeah, and for the record, like I lived in Texas for five years, oh, but I lived okay. in Austin, Texas, so it doesn't count. Um, Gay city, America. Um, true. It doesn't honestly. Okay. 
Uh, but so, anyway, yeah, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> not the case. Oh. <laughs> okay. yeah. So I'll, I'll freely admit this episode of the four block that we were watching made me laugh the most um, of any of them. I'm trying to remember if I can practice smile. I don't, like, I don't think I laughed at any I think, of them. I think, okay, I'm going to give just a modicum of credit for credit to Zoo. Mm-hmm. In the explicit terminology of white, cis, stereotypical relationship dynamic, like drama, sitcom stuff, right. there was a lot of funny moments because he had a lot of kids who had little tiny painted eggs reenacting like soap opera scenes of like you know why can't you take care of the egg i've been taking care of the egg this entire time and it's like you know so in their own little tiny world sure those moments were funny yeah but then the rest of it also exists yeah i mean i just think that trope is so tired like i just honestly the only one that's funny anymore is spongebob one when patrick and spongebob have to take care of their clam Otherwise, like, I don't think that, I just, like, it's been, like I said, it's been done in every single TV show I've ever seen. Like, I just don't think it's, it's not funny anymore. That's Even right. when your eight-year-olds are cussing up a storm, it's still not, it's still not funny. Mm. It's just not, I don't care, it's not funny. Yeah. Um, is dying. Right, like. <laughs> I did, I did actually, for, for whatever reason, I, I did get a big laugh out of, if you break your egg, you have a dead baby. If you have a dead baby, you get an F. Uh, I, I mean, not wrong. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah. But like, I don't think I laughed. I, I, I think I groaned when they said dead baby. I went, yeah. oh, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Dead baby. Like, 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 I might have been like, I might have like raised an eyebrow in like, like a general, oh, in a somewhat positive way. Like, oh. <laughs> I recognize that as a joke. Right. All right. Yeah. Attempt. There's some good jokes there. Oh, try. Maybe. That's almost looked like humor. I did also really enjoy Mrs. Garrison singing and the kids reacting. Just the whole like, you know, because you know those musical moments where someone's singing and they're not supposed to be like, and they're just like doing things, and like the kids are actually reacting, and then Stan's like stalking Wendy, and then Mrs. Garrison jumps in front of him. Pull that moment out more though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I want I want I want it to actually end and then be like, what just happened? Like, that would have yeah. been funnier to me. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. It, like I mean, the comedy in this would have been funny to me. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> the presence of comedy would have been delightful. Yeah. Can we also talk about mm-hmm. who Mr. Slave's new partner is? Oh, the only yeah. other like yeah. canonically flamboyant no. gay yeah. character. Brown, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sure. Like, no, it's a yeah. Yeah. Latinx, maybe. Maybe. I don't think they ever care about what their name actually is. His canonical name. No. His canonical name is Big Gay Al. Right. He has also been, uh, is loved in the word? Like, he's been, he's been considered by a lot of other uh, critics and a lot of other organizations as a surprisingly positive really? look at gay culture. He's yeah. such and a stereotype, though. His organizations were the Human Rights Campaign. Right. Like, yeah, literally. Yeah, 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 I gotta, I gotta look it up. Probably, again. I was, like, like, reading it, like, he has been credited as being having, like, a very He's just a walking stereotype, though. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. all Okay, 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 okay. I think what they're trying to say, and this isn't really a defense, I don't know why I want to defend them, but just for the sake, I'm spinning a little bit, just for the sake of clarity, being a giant problematic walking stereotype on the show, comparatively speaking, is technically a step up. I, I, and when they, can you unpack that? I don't know what you mean. The fact that the only thing, the only problem with the character is that he's an overwhelming oh. stereotype. I see what you're saying. Compared to like the other, yeah. yeah. I mean, Mrs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just like that. I was like, of course. I mean, not a defense. Not a defense. No. The show. Not. I'll let Dan Savage and friends have their fun. Right. Like, wow. they, they, can, they can have big Al. They really they can, want. If they want big Al, they can have big Al. And, and also, doesn't Mrs. McGarrison use the lovely F word? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, all the time. I thought so. Reckless, I tried I to block it out, but I just had the memory. I was like, isn't, it's not oh. what I am comfortable saying, as I she, have never she called that word. Like, I, I was called that word a lot in high school, so yeah, it was, was a fun trip down memory lane for me. Right. And I mean, I was watching this with my partner, who has also been, has been used, yeah, that word has been used against them a lot, and they've found a way of turning it around for themselves, but like, as someone who hasn't even been called, I mean, I actually haven't called that word in recent times, but like, as a kid, that was not who I identified as and what I was called as, but like that word makes me cringe every time. And especially seeing a character who's supposed to be a trans woman using it, like it's just, the whole thing was painful. Like that word is just so painful. And like every time mm-hmm. she used it, I was like, can we, yeah. what if we didn't use this on TV? Like, that'd then be it wouldn't be South Park. Uh, and it wouldn't be, be funny. Like, <laughs> it's comedy. Why are you so sensitive? I'm just it's such so, a snowflake. Actually, sorry, everyone. You're just like, such a special snowflake. Actually, I don't have to be accommodated to you. You're so right. We sorry, actually, uh, so sorry. We actually had a conversation very briefly at the tail end of last uh, episode about um, like slur reclamation mm-hmm. and yeah. that entire like uh, basket of eggs. Right. Uh, and like we had a moment where like that. Uh, 
Uh, and we had a moment in the last episode where we're like, okay, so like they brought up a point and like there's maybe some nuance to it, but like again they take the wrong angle of it, of course. Because I don't think any of these characters that can have that word. No, that doesn't count here. This is just like unproblematically like horrible. Just right. don't, don't right. do it. Please stop. Yeah. It's, I mean, like. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Just also because of time. Let's go to yeah, the, We can we can lump the other two into one episode. Right. Right. Two harder. <clears throat> Uh, let's go talk about go. 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 Yeah, can, 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 can we get a, um, I'm having a hard time remembering. Can you give me a... Yeah. Okay, Eric Cartman. Uh, once the Nintendo Wii, because it's no, 2005, right? 2006 uh, now. 2006? Oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, 2006, because, <laughs> like, you know, everybody wanted the Nintendo Wii, and he has to wait three weeks, and he can't bear to wait. So, he, had, he hatches a scheme to freeze himself in ice for three weeks, and then thaw himself out so that he can get the Nintendo Wii without waiting. I watched the wrong episode. Uh, <laughs> I am super excited to hear what you want. Okay, go on. Um, and has, from that point, uh, instead of... Um, staying for three weeks, he ended up being frozen in ice for 500 years. Um, and <laughs> what did you watch? <laughs> what did you watch then? I thought, I thought that one was about God, like, um, the, um, Richard Dawkins. Oh, well, you continued in season nine. One. That's because that was the season nine episode 12, I think. Oh wow. Yeah, Which yeah. how did you watch the Scientology episode? Just it was complete trash. And I never knew why I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, so is Tom Cruise trans? Yeah. I mean. They, they, oh. they did make a great deal of jokes yeah. about like like for an unnecessary period of time about like Tom Cruise needing to come out of the closet. But, yeah. And I was like, I didn't even know that was really a thing. But this is <laughs> nothing to do with anything other than just like Ian what's the wrong thing. So I will happily sit okay. back and describe <laughs> okay. this episode. So um <laughs> continue to be appalled by this by this television program. <laughs> Happy to oblige you. So anyway, uh Cartman freezes himself for five hundred years. Um meanwhile <laughs> If you can call it that, mm-hmm. um, Mrs. Garrison is uh, forced in school to teach uh, evolution, mm-hmm. uh, which is a subject that she vehemently opposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they bring in Richard Dawkins uh, to teach the class for her. Leave Richard out. Richard didn't do anything. dragon. So uh, they fight and and then they eventually fall in love. Yeah. Um, Leave Richard out of there. Mrs. Garrison compels him to be more of an asshole about atheism to like get the message across. Uh, so 500 years into the future, uh, religion is gone forever, and everybody is an atheist now. Science praises. Yes. Yeah, like that level of, but like there's this big sort of like futuristic space opera war thing. It's going like ours. 70s, it's like 70s style Buck Rogers future. Like. There's like yeah. three different groups, and they're all atheists, but they all are against each other, and one of the groups are otters, which that was the only part of this I enjoyed. I oh, yeah, the otters were the best part of this. Like, I have to come out immediately and say that the sea otters were the unproblematic best part. They were part the only good part of, of, this, of these four They were adorable, they, they were had cute. the best lines, oh, yeah. they didn't say anything shitty, no, it was the best. We are sorry that Ian did not get to experience the And I will never. One of the best lines easily in the entirety of South Park is listening to a tiny sending otter go, I will crush their skull like a clam on my tummy. And I will never see that. <laughs> that's all you needed to know, though. That's yeah. it. You have you heard the best moment. That's yeah. And my life has remained exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, right. so, yeah. So, in the mean, so basically, right. it gets kind of convoluted because he is just trying to find a Nintendo Wii in the future. Right. Um, the story has nothing to do with the He wasn't kind of frozen. He went uh, into the snow and like, tried, burned himself yeah. in the snow. At first, he tried to put himself in the freezer, and his mom found him. The snow doesn't melt in the future. It is Colorado. So, they went to the other one. As, no, as he, he was frozen too long, I guess. Right. Um, so he's just trying to find Nintendo Wii. Uh, everybody says that he's like the chosen time child because he was alive when like the turn, the great turn to atheism like began. Um, so he inadvertently, here we go. He inadvertently solves the problem because he's trying to talk to himself from the past because he can call people from the past with like yeah, a crank phone, phone. Yeah. phone where you can crank call people in the past. So he tries. To, why wouldn't they? Because he tries to, totally so, he tries to call himself from the past, from the, from the past. So convince himself to wait the three weeks and just like don't do it. Um, so like he calls himself, it doesn't work. He, he calls doesn't it. want to be a. Because you can't, can't use the Wii in the future. Yeah, the Wii doesn't. It's all technology. 
So now he needs to stop himself from going into the. Yeah, so there. It's funny you should mention. 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 It's Mrs. Garrison has trans, trans in the middle of them having sex. Having and, sex. and Richard and Dawkins is like, and disgust and horror. A sex change, you lied to me! You're not a woman, and storms out. In which she then calls him I, an F-word again. Yep. Correct. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, Ian. Um, See what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> See what you missed out on? I watched an inexplicable episode about Scientology. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure had slightly more merit. I pulled out my gun. They uh, said yeah. something, they said, like, they actually said, no, sorry, this is not the podcast, I'm sorry, please continue. So, uh, a couple of things that I, other than the obvious that I want to point out, uh, at one point, Cartman, and I think this was just a thing that he was doing for these seasons, he yells, butters, you black asshole. I did which, hear that. Yeah, yeah like, he just said that. on really under, yeah. Like, I just have memories of him saying that a yeah. lot, arbitrarily. Mm-hmm. Does he mean, I guess it doesn't really matter what I mean, he means, it. I don't yeah. like it either way. It, yeah. it threw me off. Because it's, it's it took fuck, me a second. I was like, what is fuck this season? A black just, person that's an asshole or literally a black asshole? It's, no, it it's, doesn't it's, matter, it's again, person. but yeah, like, yeah. it threw me like, off because then I was thinking about it and I didn't want to be thinking about it. Hmm. I'm really excited to like go home and not watch South Park. Right. Like, I'm actively yeah. enjoying not watching it right now. So right. the other, because there's a lot of, they build up to this telling Richard Dawkins that Mrs. Garrison is trans with a lot of the like typical jokes, like uh, one of them being, where was that part? I've never seen, what? I've never seen a woman with such balls. Right. Um, it's it's like you're one of the guys. Yep. I remember uh, that one. Yeah. She's like, I know, right? Like, oh my god, kill me. They also um they show Mrs. Garrison's tips. Yeah, they. Do. Yep. Oh they god. Did they did it in the first one as well. They did in the first one. Yeah, just fucking. Well, as Elliot, my partner pointed out, they don't show. They rarely show female tits on the show. Yeah. Like that's not a thing they show. I do remember one specific skiing episode. Oh yeah. They do that. No, they that they I remember. Right. Yeah. That's the only. Other, not that I watch a lot of South Park. That's the only other time I can remember breasts being shown. Like even on a cartoon, women's yeah. breasts aren't shown, but it's okay to show the disgusting malformed breasts of a trans woman. Hilarious. What a good time for everyone. Well, and even recently there was an episode. I think it was one of the Law and Orders where they had a trans character who was uh, attacked and of course. Uh, in the first few moments she takes off her shirt and you see breasts and they're unblocked and she's like what the yeah. what the hell because you don't know that she's trans until they reveal like oh she's trans and she's like what the fuck is that a, like, either all nipples just... are illegal or none of them are illegal you don't get to fucking pick which nipples are okay and which aren't mm-hmm. so and you know then, what you know yeah. what programs have <gasps> to do this her story <laughs> Do you want to do you want to just record a, a separate her story episode with? It's too late now. <laughs> no, 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 just her story again, but this time with just Ian. with just Ian. You have to leave the apartment. I leave my apartment. Ian, can you tell me what you liked about her story? I love everything about her story, and we can't talk about it now. It's too late, Ashley. The wound is not healed. It is open. It's sinking and bleeding all over the place. And then I made you watch. And then you made you watch this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Let um, me work in my real house for the love of God. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm never done. But so, uh, I mean, there's there's. <laughs> So I'm done, but I'm never done. I think I think this is a good place to, to wrap it up. Unless there's anything that y'all have any specific <laughs> thing you want to say about Go Go Go, like as far as like a trans lens, like don't yes. fucking out people. Don't. There's or, something very important to say. Like, Watch her story instead. <laughs> That's it. I promise. Or like, how great would it have been for Dawkins to be like, oh, sex change. That's cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like. I mean, of course, they weren't going to go to the South Park, but, like, yeah, you could tell her and be like, oh, that's chill, like, whatever, you're still a woman. Like, that would have, might have been maybe lovely. But, if, I mean, of course, it wasn't, but, right. like, and also, like, I, I don't want to, like, I, like, I completely just, like, horribly cut that idea down, but, like, at that point in time, after everything that we've gone through, that's, like, even if they did, even no, if they did have one moment, they're like, oh, well, like, see, this person's cool with it. It's like, no, no of course not. We've sat through a season of you being, like, 
there's like shitty, there's like transphobic, like, you know, I, I sat through, you made me sit through Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you made me yeah. sit through Danish Girl, you made me sit through, um, let's see, what else did you, Powerpuff Girls, yeah. you made me sit through. So this, is, this is very much a turn the lens towards Ashley and Zendaya, you're an asshole, I went through that, I went through Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah. like, there's being transphobic and there's being an asshole, and then there's this, like, love letter to violent transphobia. Yeah. That's yeah. basically what the season was, was just like, hey, do you know what's great? absolutely destroying this specific group of people. Mm -hmm. Fuck them specifically. Yeah. What really pisses me off about this is that I know that the main audience of South Park is like 11 or 12 year old boys. Mm -hmm. And they watch this and they think it's funny and they emulate it. Awesome. And then that's what they say to other people at their middle school. And like, that's what just really pisses me off. Because like Matt and Trey know that like, they're smart. They're, they're smart people. They know that this is a joke and they know that they're just showing how horrible people are. But 11 and 12 year old boys aren't smart. They're, mm. they're, just, they're just, they don't have, they, they see it on TV, they laugh, they think it's funny, they go out and are violent towards trans people. And to be honest, like, I don't even want to give, the, I don't even want to give adults that much credit. No, I mean, they, or, they, they, or the adults who created this. Because no. I think that if you truly believe, like, if you have the lens to understand that this is, like, truly dangerous and problematic, mm. you have the lens to understand, because they know who their audience is. There are, there are literally a million people working who are benefiting from this this program, and they are constantly collecting data on who is watching it. Mm. They know who watches it, they know that demographic, they are working specifically for that demographic. And I think that we are doing a disservice to ourselves when we try to act like that they in any way, they're, they're creating this material very much in, in what you're saying. Like, this is a love letter to violence, to transphobic violence. And it's, and it is, it is conscious, it is intentional, and it is, and even if it's just like a carefree, like, oh, I don't really care because I don't really know the statistic, but like, you just, you, they know what they're doing. They know why they're doing it. They know it sells. And the fact of the matter is that the money means more to them than anything else. And I think that we are hitting on exactly it, the fact that you're not willing to, that you don't show women's breasts very often on the show, but you're more, I mean, suppose, in, in our remembrance of it, you know, you're more than willing to throw penises around, and you're more than willing, because in some way you feel ownership over trans women's bodies, and you feel that that ownership entitles you to throw them under the bus in whatever way you see fit. And that is the reality of it, is that you will extend your, you will extend, um, not kindness, not even, you will extend some kind of decency to some people who you believe you, that's too far. And if you aren't doing that, it's for a very specific reason. Mm -hmm. They are very aware of what they're doing. They need to be called out for it. And they need to be very, and they should be held accountable to that. If you think it's funny, then great. You think it's funny. And if we don't think it's funny, we're, we are the paying customers. Mm -hmm. And since we don't find it funny and you still are creating this material and still we say it's not funny, you're, you're drawing a very clear line in the sand. If this was like the first, the first like, a couple episodes of the first season, that would be an entirely different story. But this is, they've now been on the air for 21 years. I don't know what happened in, in season 19. Maybe they have in some way shifted the way that they speak about things. But regardless, in 2005, you knew better. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah, I was about to say, they know, but they don't care. Yeah. That's the thing, is they know that what they're doing is wrong, but the thing is they don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, and they, like, they, they mask it they make money. Well, and they yeah. mask it under this veneer of like, oh, well, it's satire. Satire is allowed right. to do, ever, do whatever it wants. But that's literally also not the case. Satire mm -hmm. literally only functions as satire if you are punching up. That's satire. Mm -hmm. um, I can cite. Oh god, I might get in a lot of trouble by citing this, but um, as for as problematic as it is, Arrested Development is a satire. Yes. It's making fun of rich white people, yes. which is fine. That's open season. You're allowed to make fun of the one percent rich cis white people. Yeah. Punching down to like trans people, that's not satire. <laughs> that's just oppression. Yeah. yeah correct. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is that like if you had anyone who was trans or anyone who was like you know beyond just like a cis white gay who was a part of your team, then it would be a different story. You know, mm -hmm. if if. Brian Garden Graydon, what I don't care what his name is. Um, if, if he if he if he's the one who who like you know greenlighted everything as far as like oh yeah I use the upward here it's so hilarious I use it all the time with my besties and we're like you know sipping mimosas on like the top of like you know L A or whatever like top of L A the top of L A I don't fucking know um, I'm a New Yorker I don't give a fuck um, like that's you know what then he can be held accountable you can make him your guinea pig and you can throw him to the wolves whatever he's willing to do for the cash but it's, it's just gross and I yeah. Well, I'm, I'm curious, B, since you, since I did kind of bookend you on the beginning of this arc and the more recent uh -huh. stuff where they're tackling things like, like, do, do you have any like immediate thoughts on like, especially given the conversation we yeah, had previously, um, evolution yeah. of how they talk about like, Mrs. So Mrs. we ended season 19 with me actually saying, pardon me, can nothing like, pardon me, it doesn't believe that I even said this at this point in time. I'm so riled up now. Mm -hmm. Um, but it ended with me saying that as because last episode I made a very clear point that I absolutely detest their moral ground, the creators of the show's moral ground, yeah. because they come from a moral stance of, oh, well, if we make fun of any, if we make fun of everyone, then like we are not culpable for whatever damages we do, because like uh, that's just our creative outlet, and we should be allowed to like do whatever we want, because you know it's that like bullshit, like naive 
uh, morality of like, oh, well, if everybody just like chilled out and like was cool with it, then like maybe when we wouldn't be in this situation. Which like, of course, they can say it because right. they're rich cis white people. Like, of course, they can fucking say that. Um, uh, so, but we ended season nineteen with me going, you know, they are for as much as they are their moral whatever grossness, um, they're not idiots. Right. They know that if they went out against PC culture, if they curbed PC culture, then everyone would just condemn them because you can't just continue on like it's the early 2000s mm. in the same age. Mm. Like no one, there's just, the audience for that is diminishing. Mm. So they played a weird compromising bargain of like, well, PC culture shitty, but like, I guess we'll figure out a way to try to be funny while like everybody has feelings now. <laughs> Which like, mm. I leap for them, but generally not going to. Especially when I came back and I looked at this because I'm like, wow, yes, there's a departure. There's a growth between season nine and 10 and season 19. Mm. But that's a 10 year difference. And the amount of growing that they did in 10 years I mean, that's nothing, that's nothing. I went through high school and college and two years out of college in that time, and I'm a completely different human being. Like, mm. fundamentally different human being. Mm. Uh, like, even biological, the whole, like, seven years for your entire body. To, okay, like, yeah, in the amount of time they've spent, yeah. their bodies are literally completely, like, atomically different mm. at this point in time, molecularly di different. Mm. And yet the amount of growth that they've done is, like, maybe, like, if you've heard about trans people, like, two and a half weeks, for about like, two and a half weeks, like, you're like, oh, that. wait. Okay, maybe they're actually people, kind of. I love that point. That's yeah. really brilliant. Like Seriously, you are literally you are literally at, at, atomically, atomically different, different human beings, but, but your art different. remains like not even kind of that. That's brilliant. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so it's, that's my point. So yeah. it's it's growth, but at that pace, it's just nothing. <laughs> Alright, so let's get into judgments. Oh, yeah, judgment. Um, I think we can kind of lump them all together like we did the, yes. the last one. Safely and wholeheartedly. Do we even have to ask a question? <laughs> I, I feel like do just we? for consistency, just, 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 just for fun. Just, just for fun. Do it. So, Ian, uh, <laughs> let's, let's ask for the first question, the name of the podcast. Is it transphobic? I mean, I just don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, and uh, I, I didn't prep you with, you can use a number system if you want, you can make a noise based on how you feel. Uh, but yeah, would, would that change your answer at all? If, what, what the if you wanted to change it to like a 1 to 10 system or make a noise based on <laughs> how you feel about... <laughs> I think that summed it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's about that's, it. That's yeah. all I got for you. Okay. Uh, Bear? I guess my answer is screaming into the void. Mm. Um, mm. Otherwise known as, this is a flaming pile of transphobic shit. Mm. Does, that, does that answer the question? So no. <laughs> yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this one a sparkling 10 out of 10. Mm. Like, nice. is there even a way to get higher than 10 out of 10? Because please good. inform me. Otherwise, just... The most magnificent, like, bright orange and yellow yeah, and, and purple, like... And with talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah if you're looking for a good right? example of transphobia, here it is. Like, yeah, they nailed yeah, it. That's what they're looking for. They nailed it. They're not mediocre over. They are really going to be a expectation of transphobia. So good. You get a lot of work. I know. I would say that whatever colors are opposite on the color wheel of the pink and blue that we use in the trans flag, that is about how transphobic this is. Yeah, It's solid, solid opposite. Yeah, yeah. Pretty solid there. Uh, cool. So the next question was it enjoyable? <laughs> no, it's painful. It was like physically painful. Like, I mean, again, I, I said before we started, like South Park has never been enjoyable for me. Like it's always been painful to watch. I'm, like these are the most painful episodes I've been forced to watch, and I hate everything now. You know, I think that might be more helpful for me to just describe the things I'd rather do. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. Um, I would rather I would rather participate in like Fear Factor, but like when they first started out, mm. you know, when oh they like God. really were doing some intention. Like I actually yeah. I'd rather participate in that. Mm -hmm. I would Fair. rather I would rather um you know I'm gonna be honest. I think that I would even give like forty-five a solid like thirty-second viewing of my time with with sound. Ooh, yeah, with ooh, sound. With sound. Mm -hmm. When you just, I would actually listen. That is. I might even pay attention. That is a yeah. stark condemnation. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty-five to get thirty seconds of my time. If I if I was asked to watch this again, I, I would choose forty-five. I would thirty seconds with sound. Yeah, that's my feeling. I have to give it. Unfortunately, I have to give it a two out of ten explicitly because of the Yeah. It's like it's literally the only thing that I'm here for, I, and it's the only problem with like lumping all these episodes together is yeah. like. Those ten seconds of just adorable otters talking about their tummies is yeah. just, like, that's, I can't absolutely say in full honesty that I hated every moment of it, because 
sea otters. Yeah. Other than that, everything else shit. Everything else is terrible. <laughs> like, I'll raise your sea otters for John Travolta Tom, and uh, Tom Cruise <laughs> and R. Kelly all in the closet together. That was my version of that. So, okay. Hence, you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, just wanted to make sure. That's fair. I didn't get sea otters. I may have felt differently, but I didn't probably get sea otters. I, I you probably wouldn't have. Yeah, no. Yeah. Really wouldn't have. Actually. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> so I, I believe I know coming. I knew this was a yeah, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Because <laughs> again, as I stated in the last episode, the subtitle for the show was also Ashley loves problematic shit, um, which is a fact. That said, I feel kind of like because there was a period where I didn't watch South Park, and I'm remembering because I did not remember Go God Go, uh, and I feel like it was probably like right after or close on the heels of the the Mr. Garrison's shiny new vagina, because it was like and even even when that came out, I was very like not understanding of my own identity in that way completely because mm-hmm. I think yeah. I'm on I think I'm on my like nine or ten years, so it was like right around then when I'm like, yeah, let me take ownership of this part of who I am. Uh, but that was just like, you're not getting it, guys. So yeah. I just kind of quit for a while. Uh, so that said, no, I didn't like that. I did kind of like the, uh, the the egg one. I, I found I found enjoyment in that one. I found enjoyment in the otters and most of Go 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 until the final reveal at the end. Yeah, but... Like that, that really that really just soured the, the episodes. Um, so I would give it a three or four uh-huh. if we lumped mm. them together. If we didn't, it would be absolute like bullshit on the first one, second one, maybe a four or five. Go 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 two or three. So that's my. Mine would be a sparkling one one two. I, I love words. I will. I will. I will 100% tear down all of it, but I'm also the same person that will watch Birdemic. I will watch... Birdemic's a classic. I mean, Birdemic is fun Like, that's a classic. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's two level classic. Yeah, oh yeah. No, it's fun. You don't ever need to watch Birdemic. Like, just... <laughs> It's just ridiculous. <laughs> the popcorn scene? The popcorn scene. Sorry. So, no worries. So let's have a quick palate cleanser. Mm. Let's also say what we would rate her story. Oh, great. Oh. So this I can do. Wow, how, would you, how would you rate her story okay. for a oh, level? God, it's a yeah. good solid 10 out of 10. I just love it. Angelica Ross's face alone is a 20 out of 20. Oh, goodness. It's just so affirming and so beautiful. And if you have not seen her story, then your life is incomplete. It's so good. I love it. You're still, I'm still in the wound. I understand open. completely. I will find a way to make this make mm-hmm. up to you. But, uh, you better give me a fucking good one next time. Okay. I want to be overjoyed. Okay. That's all. All right. <laughs> Podcast audience. Like I, I like to <laughs> We'll just like Boy Campion. That's a good one I hear. I'm over it. Bear, what are your thoughts on her story? I don't know what that is. Oh, oh my god. So, you're in, in for something awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay, cool. You will look really. No, you're actually. No, I'm sure it is. I'm kind of mad that I haven't heard. I feel like I should have heard about it. And V? As far as whether or not it's a transphobic, I will give it a 1 out of 10, because I think that's the lowest score to go 0. I can go 0 if you like. Then I will give it that big 0 out of 10. Okay. It completely failed at being transphobic. An utter failure at being transphobic. As for whether or not I enjoyed it, that's a solid 9 out of 10. I get a little like nervous around like trans narratives because then sure. it makes me like I'm very emotionally my emotions are a little bit not super in control right now. Like I read Laura Jane Grace's uh, autobiography oh, yeah. and it was really really great, but it also really amped up my depression and like some of the symptoms inherent in that. So her story absolutely fantastic, and then there were parts of the narrative trans narrative where I'm like okay, ha, ha. yeah, yeah. But, okay. so yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, I, of course, loved her story. Mm. You can hear my further analysis on the podcast that I did without you. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Ian wasn't there. <laughs> Ian sure was. There's a distinct lack of Ian. So, how can, so how can people find you on the internet if you want them to find you? Um, three seconds. Uh, let's go first. Let's start. Let's start. Okay. Do. Um, oh, God, I can't believe I'm doing this again. Yeah. Um, okay, you can find me at Bandcamp. My Bandcamp is videoalagerand.bandcamp.com. I released a new album recently. It is my saddest and angriest album to date, and I'm very proud of that. You can find me uh, on Topastic, where I am the writer for a webcomic called Lifecycle, which is about a bunch of trans kids overtaking the government, and it's fun. Um, uh, you can find that at topastic.com slash series slash lifecycle. Uh, you can also subscribe to my YouTube Let's Play channel, uh, which is Catcoon Games, uh, hosted by me and my good friend Riley Stein, who is also the illustrator of Lifecycle. We do a lot of things together. It's really great. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, fuck. Internet. Good. Uh, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on the Instagram, uh, at Bear the Punk. If you want to see me naked, you can go on my Tumblr, at artisdead69. Uh, I'm, you can also find videos on YouTube of the GGRD cheerleaders, uh, Queens of Pain 2017 cheerleader. We do dances. Yeah. Lit. Okay. Ian? All right, you can find me on my website, www.ianfieldstuart.com. Uh, this, if 
by the time this is released, that will already happen. I am forming a dose, but actually on Wednesday, I'm in a performance of Literary Voice and doing an episode of my one-person show on the train to nowhere in particular. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the free actorvist. Um, you also can find me, um, me and my good friend Jackie Torres have started our own podcast called In Theory, Unpacking the Politics of Petty. And um, we are on SoundCloud and I am desperately trying to get us onto iTunes because people keep on being like, where can I download it? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm a trash bag trying to be treasure. So um, hopefully by the time this is released, um, there will be, um, there will be um, an iTunes that I can also give to y'all. And, um, oh, and, and then I should give a really sweet shout out to um, the work that I'm doing in June. So delight. So thank you for that. Which congratulations, by the Thank you so much. I'm very excited. Um, and um, we, I'm, also, I'm also running a program in upstate New York in August uh, for performers and playwrights. Um, I think like, we, we closed applications, but we're still kind of like, you know, people have been reaching out, and so we'll like review applications. So if you're interested in that, you can, um, I will give Ashley the info and she can give it at the top of this uh, podcast because I can't remember right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, and I am Ashley. You can find me at on Twitter at Lucretia Deerfor, L U C R E T I A D A D E A R 4. The number four that is. Um, you can find my website at ashleylaurenrogers.com or ashleyrogersplays.com. Uh, and also, Is It Transphobic now has a Twitter themselves. So hey! you can retweet a lot of things. Um, and it's, it's a thing you do on Twitter right here. Uh, and yeah. we also have... What is this retweeting business right here? <laughs> it's new, new technology. Um, also, we have a Patreon, which will help yeah. support us so that we can hopefully get uh, a couple of better radio mics, maybe some other uh, materials. Maybe I can get things out on in a timely manner if I get enough people that are helping support my income. Uh, and uh, you even if you just pledge $1 a month, you'll have access to many episodes a month before they uh, air publicly. So right now we have on there Ian and I interviewing uh, our friend Paula, who is a professional wrestler known as the Whipmistress, talking about uh, her experience as a professional wrestler, uh, and maybe soon we'll have one about Ian just just get a microphone and letting them just rip yeah. a new one for talking about a trans story. Yeah, yeah. Trans story. Her story. Trans story. Ah! <laughs> Love it! <laughs> Only better time be. <laughs> so, uh, that is all. Thank you so much for listening. Is It Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com. <laughs>